Welcome back to the MBH Podcast, episode 11. Myself, Anthony Srella. I'm here with my co-host, Ernesto Gaita, and our lovely guest, Sacco. Episode 11. Sacco D. So, oh my bad. Sacco D. Because there's so many Saccos yeah. you have in to the call world. I'm upset you didn't do the clap when we started. That was, that was my favorite part. There it is. There that, was a visual. Visual. that was a visual. That was a visual. Uh, Sacco, listen, uh, a lot of people in the city know who you are. Um, some people don't. You're not lying. That's I, I'd be surprised <laughs> if they didn't know who you were, but maybe just give them a little intro on yourself, who you are, your background, what you do. Sure, the whole sure, thing. sure. Uh, well, my name is Sacco. D. D. Yep. Uh, nightlife hospitality is what I specialize in. It's all, I mean, I'm sure we'll discuss, but it's it's a lot deeper than just that. From what people think, you just go out, you party, you drink, you come home. It's, it's, it's a little bit more than that. Uh, I started in the nightlife industry many, many, many years ago uh, as a promoter. Yeah. And that evolved, obviously, into uh, ownership, restaurants, bars, clubs. And uh, now I find myself owner of seven venues, I think. It's uh, amazing, and, man. Neil keeps me busy yeah i can imagine we, I, have, uh, I was gonna say i have some like questions about the promoter like when did you start promoting and why and why so did i was you in start? university yeah i was uh my goal was to get into law school okay oh wow. shit yeah okay i mean quite a quite a pivot i yeah. guess you could say uh, i was out at a bar one day saw this guy slap out another guy i'm like <laughs> I, I, yeah, that guy looks like a cool guy because someone was being disrespectful yeah yeah well, he turned out to be my business partner. Wow. Um, so like, Shout out Oleg. Yeah, so he was at the time, you know, all ages parties. They don't really exist any much, any, oh. as much anymore, but they used to be the thing. Yeah. And so he was throwing these all ages parties. He was like the guy, you know, oh. like all the girls were after him and yeah. he was, you know, he had a Mustang and <laughs> nice. he was just that cool guy. Okay. So we ended up uh, becoming friends. We were both at York University at the time. He was uh, he was still throwing these parties, and he started just getting into the nineteen and older parties. I yeah, guess. yeah. Now mm-hmm. that we just call them regular clubs, but at yeah, the time yeah. they were nineteen and older, right? It was like the thing. Everyone that was going to all ages just wanted to go to that to those, and um, you know he saw that I had a pretty good network and relationship, and he said, you know, let's throw a party together one day. So we said, okay, you know, so we threw a party. We thought we were going to get so rich. It was like <laughs> hand over fist, but our deal was horrendous. We had yeah. to pay for all the expenses, and we got half the door. Okay. So, I mean, for those who don't know the door, basically cover charge. So, yeah. you know, you do the math. If you have 300 people coming to the party, so let's say you're assuming, because it's your first party, that everyone's going to pay. So out of Because in the all-ages days, everybody paid. There was nobody that didn't yeah, pay. Of course. But when you get older, you learn really fast that nobody no pays. one wants to pay yeah so you know we did the math 300 people you know we let 50 people our close friends and family in that's 2500 dollars a week we get half of that 1200 200 in expenses oh we're making a thousand bucks 500 bucks each we're gonna we're, we're golden yeah <laughs> we're rich well they didn't turn out that way yeah it never turns out <laughs> everyone that who came i mean it was busy but everyone who came was our friends and we obviously wanted to hook them up and everyone got in free and plus all the expenses we actually lost money yeah yeah. So, but one thing led to another. There's a couple other parties, and then uh, we find ourselves here today. It was just, it was, it was constant growth. It was always like a struggle. It wasn't like it is now. Like from a marketing perspective, and I know you guys are, you know, obviously marketers extraordinaire. But um, it was there was no social media at the time. 
yeah. where it was very fresh. It was yeah. like MySpace and Uns- Gino Gina. Uh, yeah, yeah, Gino yeah. Gina and uh, Meet Me in Tio. Yeah, Meet Me in Tio. Oh, yeah, yeah. But even then, it wasn't like really the same. It was not like how it is now because smartphones weren't really around. That's how old I am, right? Jesus so it Christ. was just Blackberries. Everybody <laughs> wanted a Blackberry. <laughs> so we. Uh, BBM promotion. Yeah, I found myself out in the cold, in the snow, in the rain, literally handing out flyers to my own parties. So standing there just trying to get people in and uh, doing these mass text messages, which were a pain in the ass. That's crazy. Yeah. Those are popular. Yeah, creating broadcast lists. And, you know, now it's obviously, can you imagine a promoter standing outside and actually like panning out a flyer yeah, even yeah. a few of them <laughs> <laughs> but I mean it's not, not the same names, but, right? no, but it's no, not 100%. the same like it's that was like yeah. and then like actually like imagine conversing with custom like you know your, your you actually clients have to talk or to whatever like, yeah. they, they weren't even clients they were my friends you yeah. know like conversing with these people like nobody converses they put up a flyer on Instagram or post it on Facebook they and show up. they expect people to show up and they want to get paid the world like yeah. you know so it, it, it's evolved a lot um, but that was how it kind of all started and then we were throwing a party, and we were throwing a party at uh, Nude at the time, which is now the Good Sun and, and Wayward, and uh, that's where actually those brunch parties, which you see in Toronto now, that's where it originated at Nude. So I remember we, those. Yeah. So I mean, we. I never idea, went, but I had to. Yeah, bring the my idea was from New York. There was a Bagatelle. Yeah. Bagatelle. Yeah, yeah. Huge. And then uh, wanted to do something similar in Toronto, so we were yeah. throwing the parties at, at Nude, and and uh, all of our peers relative to our age I guess you could say it started evolving getting more into ownership I mean I, I, I did dabble in a little bit we were partners at Cobra when Cobra first opened wow uh, I didn't even so know we that. launched Cobra wow. and so it was my ourselves from a promotion side there was uh, another group called something Monroe they're not around anymore and it was and it was Maddie and okay, cool. he had a partner at the time uh, anyway so that we that lasted a few years but we got out of it just because you know you, you learn from from you, le- you, you know yeah, you, yeah. there's steps so you learn and then we got back out back stuck to promotion because believe it or not I mean still make more money promoting yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you have no no responsibility no headache yeah you know, so you know you don't have to worry about making rent that month you know you, you get what you put into it as yeah. a promoter yeah. so if you, you hustle up, drink hustle get some people in yeah if you hustle you, you can make great money of course for sure you know especially if you're still living at home or whatever the case may be so you know got into ownership got out of it and then eventually you just have to get into it or just get out of the business because i mean there's a few guys out there that are old but i mean there's a stigma that comes with promotion as well right so even with my wife at the time my girlfriend and you know she didn't want me to always be a promoter because there's always like people associated you're either trying to hook up with chicks or just getting drunk or trying to be cool so yeah. I mean I was in it because I, I sincerely enjoyed what I was doing I mm-hmm. mean truthfully to this day I love interacting with people I love talking to people yeah. I love hosting people and yeah. I you know it's just my my personality is the way yeah, I was yeah. brought up yeah. just try to be as uh, hospitable as possible and yeah. that's what this industry is right it's the hospitality industry so and yeah, yeah. I, got, I, got, I gotta give you love for that too because even at your clubs now well obviously not now but more recently you still go and you still host your people like you're an owner now you know, technically, you don't have to go do that, but you do it to obviously support the business, and because you loved doing it. That's that's what you love doing. But from it's the like start. any business, yeah. right? Like think about it. Think about if you own a retail store. Yeah. If you don't show up, and all you have is your employees working there. Yeah. I mean, how good are they going to work? Of course. Sure, yeah, look, 
you, you need your staff. That, you yeah. need strong staff for yeah. sure. And we wouldn't be where we are if we didn't have a great team around yeah. us. But you know, you also motivate them by showing up, yeah. by being there. People see you. People see what you're doing. You know, whether it requires you to just pick up a mop and start cleaning the floor, whether it means clear the tables, yeah. or whatever, whatever is required. People, you know, it's it's great leadership. Of course. And if I was working somewhere and I saw my boss. You know, hustling. Yeah, exactly. It would motivate me to yeah. work harder. Yeah, right. So, and it's 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 true because we like uh, myself, and I'm sure Cyril and definitely yourself. There's a lot of we've seen a lot of ownership that we don't see. Does that make sense? So, a lot of people are behind the scenes for their own reasons or whatever it may be. But I've always believed in having that presence there because now now people associate you with that place, right? Um, and not that owner. So for now sure. you have that power now. I mean, look, I'm fortunate. Some of our partners are a little bit... Every, look, everyone every, has their role. Everyone has their role. Of and that's what I was going to say. In every partnership, and I'm in a lot of them, of we don't course. have the same partnership group yeah. in all of the businesses that I'm involved with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, everybody brings something to the table. Otherwise, yeah. why yeah. do you need, work? Yeah. I, I just why think do you need the partnership? Yeah, right? like, like as a promoter, when I see the owner there of the club I'm working at, that excites me because that's like, wow. He must, sure. he must really sure. care about sure. everything going on. And there's going to be a time where I'm not going to be there. Of I'm course. not going to be 60 years old in the club. Yeah, you know, of course. Or, or hey. you know, well, a couple nights. You know, a couple nights. Couple nights. Uh, it's my excuse to get out. But, yeah. you know, like it's not going to be forever. Obviously, yeah, I have I have a son. I have, yeah. now I'm, I'm having a daughter. What, I just found out yesterday. Oh, so, yeah? yeah? Oh, shit. Congrats, Congratulations. Congrats, man. That's yeah. amazing. You heard it here first on MBH podcast. <laughs> <laughs> MBH podcast. The first announcement. Yeah. So, Unreal, amazing. Man. Congrats, congrats, bro. So, there yeah, go. a million dollar family except yeah. without the oh, million dollars. Perfect, man. Boy and girl. That's it. Hey. What, amazing, uh, you know what? Like, good for I'm, you. I'm curious. I have a question. Um, like, because I know there is a lot of stigma in the promotion world. Like, how are you able to deal with that from maybe like uh, a friend's standpoint, a family standpoint, right? Like, like just per more personal perspective. Yeah, like, I'm just like, going to toot my own horn here. But, <laughs> you know, like everyone's in it for a different reason, right? Promoter, sure. it's, it's great money. You know, people want to party, drink for free, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, and just party. And, yeah. You know, some people just want to pick up chicks, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it is what it is. I mean, I'm saying that because it's a predominantly male of industry, course. but yeah. Um, and they just want to be cool. You know, yeah. This is a cool, you can say, oh, my friends, I get you in for free. Here's free drinks. I mean, I was fortunate that was already cool. Yeah. So I didn't really need this bu- this job. <laughs> of course. Of uh, course. I was waiting for that. Well, it's the truth. Of course. So that, that was kind of the case. So it, it, there is a stigma for sure, but I think you guys know me outside of this and I think you can you know the type of person I am I've always been kind of like wear your heart on your sleeve and yeah, whatever yeah. the case may be like it, it was it, it, you can see that I'm sincere in what I do uh, and I want that to be seen right yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I feel like other people see that so they understand my purpose in being there that I'm truly there to you know take care of my friends family uh, and I guess if you want to call them clients guests whatever yeah, people sure, you have these like sure. terms for them I mean really they're just friends right yeah, yeah, and they're friends of and people who are on your list or whatever yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, when I'm talking yeah. about clubs restaurants is different it's your guest um, but it doesn't it's no different it's yeah. exactly the same I mean yeah. instead of serving them a bottle you're serving them a pizza <laughs> yeah yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Okay. no 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 fair fair and I think uh, yeah it just for, for me I, w- I was thinking just even from the aspect of okay like now that uh, okay, you're a promoter and you go into ownership. Uh, you're you're, mu- you're very much in the hospitality uh, industry. Like, is it hard to move out of it? Is it hard to kind of get into other things? Um, the um, one thing that I'll say is, as a promoter, you're very very fortunate that what you're doing is always expanding your network, right? So sure. really, whatever I guess uh, route in life that you take. You're fortunate because you have such a strong following of people 
assuming you were a good promoter yeah of course yeah. you have a strong following of people that will follow you you know whether you get into real estate which a lot of promoters uh that i know have gotten into yeah. because again but any business in life it's always about promoting yeah. right like if you own a hair salon you own a gym you own uh you know a marketing agency yeah. whatever the case may be it's about the network that you have right of so course. you're very fortunate as a promoter that you build this strong network and then you have these people to follow you and i mean if you are a good promoter you even have a bigger network so and it's that's the thing right like you have to kind of i feel like y- you hit a point where you're like i can gr- with everything i'm doing right now as a promoter i can make this something bigger right that's it and and it takes a certain kind of person to understand that side of it because promoting can you can just get into it like you said for chicks for money for partying and whatever right but i think there comes a certain point when you kind of realize that i could do more with everything that i've just done for the last five years right yeah absolutely um so maybe that point right there where you're like i can do more well when was that point and and I had no choice. My wife made it. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> yeah, like, but this I mean, is the point. But You're I mean, doing you even said else being or? a good promoter, so you were valuing all those relationships the whole time. But it was Did kind you know of it was natural. It wasn't like I okay. was doing it with the expectation of oh maybe I'll do something with this okay. one day. Yeah. So I was very fortunate in that sense that it yeah. came easy. The next yeah. the next step it wasn't a matter of oh shit I should be nice to these people now. Uh, you know they. I'm gonna that, try and sell them something yeah, else now. Yeah. yeah it yeah. was it was never like that. It was like you know everyone who's still you know a lot of my friends that were that I was promoting to a lot of them are obviously like older. They're married. Yeah. Uh, or their kids they don't go out as much yeah. or some of them are in jail or dead but you know <laughs> it, it happens yeah um, but you know for those who are still going out and the new friends that you're always making right yeah. being out like you just you, you build this relationship you build this friendship right yeah. well, sometimes you, you can read between the lines you, being a promoter being in the hospitality industry you learn how to read people really yeah. well yeah. right because you know those people that are just kind of you never talk to them, which I don't mind, yeah, yeah. right? Like yeah. I don't care, yeah. you know. But then, hey, buddy, what's up? And I'm like, no. The day that they're messaging me, it's like it's the, the craziest lineup. There's a yeah. thousand people outside. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm, hey, buddy, what's up? Which is cool. Like yeah. you know, it's my job. That's your job. Yeah, so right. I don't mind. You know, but you but get to read people that yeah, way, you know and you start to understand how people. Not. Exactly. Exactly. Damn. Okay. It's good to know. So I, mean, I know when I get a message from you, it's either <laughs> right. It's usually because Barry won't let you in. <laughs> sneak me in the back, bro. Sneak me in the back. Jesus Christ! Let's let's not get into it, please. We need one of those, Dean. You got to set us up with one of those drum. But I'm changed. I think I, what, going off the promoters things, like since you you saw the kind of way promoters had to do things um, at a different time than this time, and now we're, we've evolved and things are so much easier. Like guys, easier but harder. Easier but harder because the competition is higher. Everyone's working on the same platform, um, but it is easier. Because if anybody were to sort to cut you off, yeah. if anybody were to apply what was done back then to what it is oh, now, think how much further they would be. Yeah, you know definitely. what I mean. If you were actually contact as a prom- again, I keep referring to the promoter because that's yeah, that's the industry that I grew course. up in, right? But if you grew up, if you do that now, imagine instead of just blasting, which is still important, social media is super yeah. important. No, yeah. I'm, I'm not taking anything away of from course. it. But imagine you complemented that yeah. with personal messages personal and messages. personal invites. Exactly. And, yeah, exactly. Which, which and that's what you see even in social media, in any sort of digital marketing, the personalization of that messaging becomes more, import- yeah. more and more important. And they've yeah, yeah. figured out ways to do that. Yeah. I mean, people read between the lines, but yeah. you know, the more you can make it, give that personal touch, in my opinion, to any any component of business and even if that means being on site and working more again yeah. that's another form of that personal touch it will only 
It's just an advantage. Be more successful. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's and and, more and looking at people now where they have, like, how they decide where they're going to go. They can go anywhere they want. There's like a million it's, they choices. Can, they can message any promoter online and chances are they're going to respond and help them out. Like, just find the flyer Absolutely. and go, right? So any kind of touches in between are kind of like the advantage that you'll make, right? So And Toronto's a massive city. Yeah. There's so many options. We're not living in, you know... It's massive, but it's small at the same time. It is. It is. Like yeah. I feel like, especially along King Street, everybody knows each yeah. other to some extent, uh, whether they know you personally or know of you. Yeah. What, when, one thing I'm, I'm curious to ask you is, that, and obviously I'm going to know a little bit of your answer. Uh, we, we work with you with some of your venues on the social media side of things, but how has that kind of taken your venues uh, or, or your business to the next level? Like, ha- Have you seen, outside of what we do, because... Of course, you've seen growth. Uh, <laughs> shout out. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> I was going to give you the shout out, but you did it yourself. Yeah, I had to do it later. I had to remind people. Yeah, but, neighborhood, uh, neighborhood.co. <laughs> but uh, you know, how have you seen growth in that? Like, I'm sure even with like EFS and stuff, when you have uh, these big artists come through in the city and then that's plastered all over social media after, you know, what, what, what are those effects? How does that happen? And like the, fo- the photo albums from like your weeklies and stuff like that and, and and book like you said booking all these DJs programming different things on a weekly basis like social yeah, media I mean, comes they're, key they're, with that it's instrumental like you literally yeah. like can't survive without it I mean yeah. if anyone thinks that you can I mean they're foolish and yeah. they're going to be out of business very soon <laughs> I mean let's be honest fair, right like fair. it's it's not just about throwing any content up like I used to when I first thought I was like oh yeah we'll just put anything up and we'll just keep bombarding yeah. them which look it's important always be top of mind for sure yeah. but at the same time you want to put out quality content right like you want people because people's short like kind of mindset is like just zoom through your Instagram or any sort of your other flat platforms and you have like two three seconds if that to get yeah. their attention right so mm-hmm. you can't really bombard them with so much information so what you're putting out has to be strong has to be appealing um, but and relatable of obviously course. but then when you're tagging it tying it in with specifically if the, from a club perspective with different um, you know artists or performers or anybody who show you know any celebrities that you may have hosting the night you know people are drawn to that right yeah. I mean so it's important to get that out there and people see it and again it's all about those impressions the more impressions you get the more successful your business is going to be ultimately yeah. I mean you still have to have the product to back it up of course, of course. right because you can have the best social media in the world and if your product sucks I mean it's Look, there it'll, are it'll get you. Let me counter that quick. Let me counter your, your product can be okay, yeah, and you can have a great social media and be be successful. The product matters though, one hundred percent. But for sure, tying on on that, like when I, when I think of nightclubs now, it's it's not really about how nice the place looks and you know what I mean, like the actual environment itself or the prices. Of, it's more about who's going there, and and that's it, and the experience they get from it, right? Like so, yeah, because they want to. If it ain't on the gram, it did it really even happen right people yeah, want to be able exactly. to post the fact that this I saw this celebrity or I took a picture oh, with this celebrity was there, I took a whatever. snapshot of yeah. him right and I, even tying into food like there's a lot of places that don't have the best food but their social media is really good and they're successful of course right of course. and, and, and it, look you, it just that was, I was, I was going to get to that right yeah. it was about you need to if it's terrible I mean of course nothing's going to help you. well you get I mean, the customer once bit, but, it, but, but you won't come you back won't, exactly right? and if you're okay then and your but your social media is fa- now imagine you have a great product and great social media I mean that's a recipe for that's ultimate the goal. success that's right? the goal right but and you're always working towards it's never going to be perfect you know what yeah. I mean at the Good Sun specifically one of my brands um, f- the food is unbelievable 
uh, I know it sounds biased, but I think I can attest to that. Yeah. So, and that. you know, like we're always evolving and trying to make our food better, and we're always trying to evolve and make our social media better. You know what I mean? All of our marketing, rather, because social media is one component to marketing. Yeah, yeah, it's sure. the most important component yeah, for sure. me. At least. Right now, right now, yeah. at this time, yeah, but. But it's still, you know, there's other things that you can do outside of that, right? Of course. Like you, but it all ties back because then when, that's the way that you get that messaging across to your, to your, I guess, followers. Of course. Right? Like they'll be able to, how else are you going to get them to see it? Because, yeah. you know, email obviously is another method, but, you know, not as easily accessible, right? Cause yeah. What, what, what would you say to somebody who's maybe opening a restaurant? Okay, it's a weird time to do that right For now. Sure. But, I mean. It's going to happen eventually. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Somebody who's opening yeah. a restaurant or looking into that business or whether it's even the nightclubs or anything hospitality related. What would you say to someone who was like, hmm, well, I can kind of wait to get my social media no, going. No, don't Maybe wait. Get someone. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Like, you know, build that. It's an investment. You know yeah. what I mean? It truly yeah. is an inf- investment. Like, even in the hard times, even right now, you know what I mean? Reinvest, put money into it because the the results that you'll see from it will be exponential versus the results that you'll see if you don't yeah right well it's also tough right because a, a, a lot of things uh you know if you're running a social media account you can't generally um put a put a number on how much revenue you gain from that right it's very long term yeah. sort of like a brand building thing right um like you can see right like your what your roi is going to be in terms of like if i spend a thousand bucks this month and i don't spend a thousand bucks next month i'm just throwing out mm, random yeah, numbers sure. right and ads sure. Uh, generally, I mean, you want to be able to track it as much as you can. Of course. Some of the things are, you know, are untrackable. But, yeah. you know, you can see spikes if you do it a certain post. Let's say I post a pizza today. The expectation is that, you know, I'll sell more pizzas today than tomorrow, yeah. right? So uh, you, you need to be able to... to it's not extent. just about doing it and not monitoring it because then there's no point. Then some of it, you're just burning money, right? You need to yeah. be always monitoring, analyzing, learn, learn seeing what you're working. doing. Exactly. Yeah. And testing, Right, like it's yeah. A/B testing. You put out two ads, you see which one converts better than the other one, and then you just grow from that. And then you—it's always about fine-tuning and perfecting. Yeah, all aspects of, of your course. business. Of course, of course. And and it's funny you say that because you're actually doing that right now. You've actually invested a lot into your company's socials right now, right? And and a lot of people are doing the opposite at this time. A lot of people just said, "Yo." Yeah, if it was up to me, we would even do do more. It's of just course. sometimes you're handicapped. Yeah, yeah, but, no, but it's still good based because on, you based saw on the what importance of it, right? Like a lot of people that have been that have disappeared online throughout these last three, four months. When time comes to open again, you're going to be in their mind for when sure. It, when it comes down to everyone what else club is going to have to try to get refamiliarize like exactly, to try to refamiliarize right? people with your right? brand, and, and you know people's attention span is, is literally nothing. So. You, st- you kind of disappear online for maybe a week or two weeks and, and people are already forgetting about you, right? So I think that's an important thing to, to kind of mention and the fact that you've taken the step and said, you know what, we should actually go a little bit harder online at this time. Um, even though it may you may have taken a hit on it or an investment, whatever it may be, but it's important to keep it going, especially at this time. Yeah, no, absolutely. What, what, I, what I'm curious about is, especially this is more on the nightclub side of things, like how is it looking for you guys if you have any idea post covid like what is there any word from no the government idea. like nothing, nothing from them i mean look they've always kind of said that that's going to be the last phase i mean sure our whole industry is based around social undistancing not, yeah. not social yeah. distancing yeah. right exactly who wants to go to a club or a bar and have it be half empty so based some to, people yeah but it's about anything else right like it's just about figuring out a way to pivot your business to be able to adapt to whatever kind of cards that you're dealt with mm-hmm. it is what it is i yeah. mean yeah. you can't change what the government is i mean you can you're going to lobby you're going to speak to the counselors this that and the next but i mean assuming that nothing happens you still have to 
deal with what's at hand. Well, because I'm, I'm just thinking yeah, pretty much what you said. Like, you know, I can't imagine going to a club uh, like EFS, for example, you know, where you could fucking slam a thousand people in there if you want to, whatever the number is. And then there's you only... There, was, there, there was a meme the other day I saw. It was like uh, something along like every club pretending to be a restaurant after COVID. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right? Like, I mean, look, that, that it's adapting. It's, it, you have to at yeah. the same time. Like, you still have to, you still have your responsibilities yeah. to pay your rent, to pay, you have certain obligations that you have to pay. It's not just like, okay, fine, we're not open. So, and never mind that people, ourselves as ownership, our managers, our staff, everybody has a reliance on that income. So, yep. I feel like I have a responsibility to them as well to make sure that we can get reopened so that everyone can start, you know, renewing yeah, their yeah. lives because people, like, even. The marketing agencies that we maybe work with, you know, et cetera. Like everybody wants to move on, and but yeah. it is what it is. I mean, it's for people's safety. I understand. I'm not, not going to get hit into the politics of yeah, yeah. COVID or not COVID or whatever the case sure. may be. It is what it is. So we just have to figure out a way to adapt and uh, and move forward. So whether that requires us to stay kind of top of mind with different sort of promotions and marketing and staying in, you know, staying relevant. Yeah. No, we we've been doing the same thing. We've been focusing a lot of this time on. Um, like just business development and setting it up for that day that it kind of does go back to normal whenever that happens yeah. if it happens and it how will. it happens it will it has yeah. to i mean maybe not tomorrow but it will no, for sure for sure but uh the new normal I it guess. looks yeah. yeah but i i hate that i hate yeah. hearing that i don't you just can't sit there and wait for it to be over you gotta you just like gonna, look we're gonna have to create our new n- new normal, normal yeah. whatever it is yeah. you know it may be the same but it may be better yeah <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the way it's we'll looking, see. no. But I'm just trying to stay positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah. Fair, fair. Optimism. 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 Um, question for you. Out of all the projects or venues that you've done and opened, which one was your favorite? And don't worry, you can you could be biased on one. No, no, for sure. I mean, look. I know what he's going to say. No, no, no. Every, every, each <laughs> no, one is different. No, each all, one, no, no. They're all, they're each one is all different. different. Obviously, the Good Sun is one brand that has the most scalability that, that, we've, that I'm most proud of because we get so much praise. And I think the cool, like, may I say, the coolest brand. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like from a brand aspect, it has the coolest brand. But there's brand. one, unfortunately, that's shut down that was... My favorite I was know the Addison's. Yeah, because that was just such a unique. And thanks, Ernesto, for that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll as, get if it I, that as if I shut down, uh, shut down the fucking Addison's. <laughs> but uh, that was my favorite, and it's just a shame because it was such a unique venue yeah. uh, that we haven't been able to replicate. It's turning into a cat park now, but yeah. it is what it is. But what, <laughs> does that, like, what does that mean, a cat park? Oh, it's it's a little bit more complicated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was part of the development that was happening at the, the corner that had um, they had a responsibility. Uh, anyway, long long story. Well, Anyways, well, they, they owned the land. They needed to re, re, donate it back to the city. The city in turn wanted to turn into a cat park. Well, maybe maybe for anyone who doesn't know, the Addison was on Wellington, right? Yeah. Um, and it was like a like it was like looking like, like a party cool, bar, a yeah, cool, like backyard. It was like it was like a, it was like a bungalow with, with a crazy. It was like a nineteen seventies nineteen eighties home. Yeah, uh, the exactly. play on it was you know the artists were out of town and they were always yeah. throwing cool parties. So yeah. even indoors, it was meant to be. It looked like a, it looked home, like a house. Right? Yeah, it was it was like a house there was the kitchen, there was the living room, and there was the party room, and then there was the backyard. Yeah, yeah. the right? backyard was unbelievable. Yeah, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. unbelievable. I mean, for any you know, I, I had my son's baptism there. You know, what I mean, crazy. it was so versatile. Like, yeah. We were doing so much business for corporate business. That's yeah. the biggest part, right? Like the nightclub, there was it was literally run as two separate venues, as a corporate venue and as a nightlife venue. And it worked probably worked perfect for corporate events. Oh, right? it was it yeah. was, it was yeah. perfect because aesthetically it was stunning. Yeah. Um, 
it could fit and, so many people. Ha, you know, and versatile in terms of size because yeah. we can block off the rooms inside, outside, inside, outside yep. depending on how, how you wanted to play with it. it we had a kitchen, and it was quite close to the you know business district, so that you it was know, right it was, there. It was yeah. right there, right? So people could get over easily. We did a ton of TIFF events. We had every celebrity you can imagine. We hosted the LA Times there during their their, their, their junkets there during TIFF. Um, the Ciroc events. I remember I went yeah, to that we one. Yeah, we did. We did a whole bunch really of cool. events. So we did uh, some jukebox events there. So. Some jukebox events got out of hand. <laughs> some jukebox b- boxing matches. Yeah. I think I think we hit we hit. Um, like the max amount of people that have ever been in there, to be honest. Yeah, no, it was it was it was, it was fantastic. <laughs> you think like, you think you'll ever have a chance yeah, to replicate it? About replicating the brand is just about yeah. finding a location that can that, that can, can ha- handle that it. Could happen because yeah. who wouldn't want to do it, right? Everyone cool. loved everyone from the oh. ownership side loved yeah, it, yeah. and everyone from you know all the anybody who went there loved it. So and the yeah. way you guys structured it was it was a money maker, like with the corporates yeah, and yeah. with the with yeah. the weeklies plus special events, like. It was the, the 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 versatility, I guess, of the venue. And, it, and it's not like was we so got sick. into it with the expectation. And it's like anything else. Like we yeah. keep talking about pivoting and be able to adapt. And it was the same thing, right? We got into it. We wanted to turn it into a party bar because yeah. we had EFS. That group, that partnership group that I'm in, we had EFS, and and we didn't necessarily want to compete with one another. So we needed to find that kind of like a an alternative option sure. yeah. for people who you know not everybody likes EFS not everyone's going to want to do bottle service or yeah. whatever the case may be some people wanted more of a relaxed setting so it, it worked out perfectly yeah um, and it was more it wasn't so clubby it wasn't at Addison's it, right? you could pull so it off as a and, bar and that's why they complemented each other yeah so I think all of our venues in our kind of portfolio depending on regardless of what it is they all kind of complement each other because yeah. there's not and two of the same they their own vibe they all right? have their own vibe the good son I guess we haven't really talked about the brands, but you know the Good Sun Restaurant. We have two locations. We have the Pizza Spot at the uh, Assembly Chef's Hall. We have Mrs. Robinson, which is a, honestly one of the most beautiful venues. For very unique, very unique as well. So that it's brand. like a, again another party bar, yeah. but a little geared towards a little bit older clientele. That's like cocktails, a lot of music, yeah, yeah, a lot of beautiful yeah. cocktails. Um, convenience, which is again a resto bar, Queen West vibe, beautiful, amazing Speakeasy patio. Type almost, yeah. yeah. Uh, Wayward is like a smaller club, more like New York vibe. You know, lower ceiling, smaller room, amazing hip hop. Um, EFS is obviously the the mega club. Yeah. Uh, I get, well, mega club relative to Toronto, of course, right? I mean, not many clubs bigger than that. But, yeah. You know, I'd say for that class of club, it's the biggest one. Yeah, like you're and not then, comparing it to Rebel, and that's like exactly, exactly. And then I'm a partner at uh, <laughs> another vegetarian restaurant called Shook on uh, at King yeah. of Portland. It made a lot of noise when it, it did. When it it first did. We had an off. unfortunate incident with a little uh, fire in the uh, in the hood. We're going through renovation now. We'll be okay. reopened soon. Nice, cool. Yeah, because I remember when that dropped. Like, yeah, food, was food fucking, was unbelievable. That was everywhere, man. Yeah. Do you think you'll ever do something that's not food or nightlife? I mean, like, have you ever wanted to dabble upon a different industry? We ha- so we evolved different things. I mean, we developed an app, but again, it's it's called Mr. Black. It's yep. it's a hospitality management yep. application. Uh, it's in like six countries around the world. Wow. A ton of venues, about fifty, sixty. I remember venues. when you guys first started that yeah. too. That's crazy. And then you guys went to the states and and, yeah. and got it all yeah. around there yeah. too. So that so that. But again, it's that's still in the tech. same industry. I guess that's, that's tech. Though. I have Exodus. Uh, which is like a party weekend in Vegas. We've evolved from one weekend. We started with 150 people on our first year, 10 years, well, 11 years ago now. We do about 2,000 people now wow. on some of our busier weeks, but we do it four times a year now. Again, that's on hold because of COVID. Um, so anyone who wants to go to Vegas, hit up Saco. That's it. <laughs> um, we started an event called Dinner with a View. 
Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I was so somebody, else, uh, what, we had a, my partner started that, and then I've recently got more and more involved into it. Um, dinners. So the concept actually originated in in Europe. There was one venue that had a permanent uh, installation of these dinners in these geodesic domes, and uh, we kind of took the idea, added it with uh, celebrity chefs, and start did one in Toronto. Yeah. Partnership with him went really at, well here. Yeah, it was yeah. killer. Did it in Montreal. Uh, so far, I've done Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa, and Calgary are smaller. Those were the test markets originally. And we did Vancouver, we did San Diego, and then we were setting up for Chicago. And then again, and then, COVID, and then we had to tear down. Wow. And then we had plans for LA, Halifax, Winnipeg. Um, Holy shit. So, what's the plan with that? Are you trying to do a different city every yeah. year? Or yeah, you- no, no, we do like four cities four or five cities we want to do like up to six cities a year if we can Damn. you can't really do them in the summer because it's too hot so you have yeah, to kind of pick yeah and that dome was yeah, fucked yeah. Yeah. But, but it's great in the winter and it looks stunning it's beautiful we're always associated with, with like a very picturesque location and uh, <clears throat> where at least with a beautiful view and we always complement it with it's not about the chef it's about the experience but we always complement it with an amazing chef so whether it be you yeah. know a top chef winner or a finalist or you know any other celebrity chef yeah absolutely so how does the process work for that do, do, do you do it for like a weekend no and then it's, typically, can it's typically about uh, a month activation wow yeah six weeks so people can just kind of reserve. Yeah, so you reserve in advance. You book yeah. the dome, and then you can do anywhere between four and six people within each dome. And then That's now, cool. since we have these domes, I don't know if you've seen on social yep. media, we haven't even discussed yeah, the Elements the Outdoor Studio. Okay. The, the, the hot yes. yoga event. Well, fitness studio outdoors. So so we repurpose the domes that we have. Amazing. Again, so another adapting, pivot. Adapting. Yeah. 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 That's so amazing. We, so yeah, what are you guys we, doing with them exactly? So same idea. So given, I mean, throughout the, I guess quarantine a lot of people weren't able to work out or focus on even their mental health right yeah. we really need to do stuff so we really want to focus on that so we want to repurpose the dome so now we have 50 domes set up at the hotel x cool. in the, the north plaza and tomorrow's our pr event and next week we, we launch official well, sunday we launch officially our first classes we have anywhere between four and six classes a day that's amazing. Uh, and that's going to last about six weeks so we're doing that's dope well that's yoga and different type of uh so fitness. same thing people can just go on and reserve the time exactly and it's one person per dome so we oh, maintain beautiful. social distancing cool cool um and they're cleaned right after you know they're thoroughly yeah. deep cleaned after every single usage so and i guess that's and sanitized that's kind of uh, like what they're led by like that's a class led by that's right an yeah. instructor cool instructor and there's a list we have a diff- 40 different instruct- instructors wow all that's amazing you know either have their own studios or yeah. they're, they're reputable personal brand in the yeah, end yeah. yeah cool that's dope wow. man so, so what, when's, uh, when's that starting up like when so, so you can book right it opened yesterday okay uh, book, we started taking booking sorry on Monday Monday yeah yes started taking book reservations <laughs> yeah, yeah, on monday yeah. sorry and uh or yesterday sorry yeah. started taking reservations yesterday we sold five thousand spots in the first day wow Holy fuck. Yeah. i was gonna say save me a spot but like yeah. yo <laughs> i guess not bro. that's fuck. crazy yeah that's insane so that's going on for a month yeah six nice. weeks that's cool are you gonna now. try and take that to somewhere else or are you guys kind of just doing that right now because it's covid and social distancing and a way to use the the domes did i say five thousand i meant to say 500 okay well i was just like wait i said that wrong 500 is still ridiculous yeah. that's still a lot that's still so, much. Yeah. still ridiculous so i guess you guys are obviously seeing some sort of success from it <coughs> you're thinking to continue running that or you're saying fuck well, it you know what you confused me now let me check this math here I'm like 
5,000 domes. That's a lot of domes. That's a, that's a lot of fucking domes. No, I don't think it's... I think he's saying reservation. Yeah, yeah 5,000 reservations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah wow. So. That's great. That's insane. Yeah. Okay, so you probably got to do that again, man. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, 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 that worked out pretty good. Nice. Can't complain. Okay. So th- th- I guess that, that answered my question of like pivoting in different industries. And it just kind of happens once you start adapting. You just kind of figure out ways to, to get involved in other stuff. So that's that fitness. One, that's so fitness that one and is health. A, that, see, the idea is we, I mean, ultimately we'll, we'll be able to invest in more domes if it mm. proves to be successful and we want to do it in different cities or whatever the case may be. But uh, obviously if we need the domes for the dinner event, I mean, that's our primary yeah. focus. But we may have stumbled on upon something else that works. Could this be part of your brand now? Everything with a view. Yeah. Yeah. Yoga with a view, dinner <laughs> with it. a view. That's it. So you guys literally like what, package these domes up and yeah, ship so them out to different cities? Exactly. Jesus Christ. That's exactly what it is. So they're all in self, self-contained. self I mean, and the domes that we have, they're not like these vinyl ones that you just pop up because they are those cheap ones. There's another yeah, company yeah, yeah. like that, kinda, there's another copy that com- company out there that copied our concept and they do these cheap cheap versions. Ours are actually like... And the tents are like, they're like blowing away with yeah, the wind. Ours are literally like you need the hexagons need to be put in one by one each one has to be put together by hand wow. one piece so at a time is that you doing that? it's not me <laughs> I know I talked about leading by example but that, that's one that I definitely don't lead by example sit back sit back on that one no 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 it's good that's dope I, I, I'm like I want to go to that now to be honest I don't so know why do you didn't even tell me so about book that the fuck, book the fuck I thought it was Steve's story I'm like yo what well, yeah, I don't know why I guess you don't follow me then check my side I saw it gotta get more active Sacco on the ground okay so if you had to choose Today, mm-hmm. for any of your venues to open officially, which one is look, it? I mean, you can't do that. You can't ask no, but you look, I can tell you. I can tell you this. Anything with, this is what I'll say, anything that has more alcohol involved, obviously, is a more profitable business. Sure. So that's the route that I would say, you know, okay. of is easiest. DFS. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I can't just say one or the other, but I'm just saying anything with... with sure. No, you know, I, you know what, like, obviously, y- your restaurants are, are up and running right now, yeah, right? So we're not to full capacity, delivery, right? But and they're there. hopefully patios opening. We're, we're expecting them to announce on Monday. Well, I don't know when this is going to go, but yeah. we're expecting them to announce this Monday that by next Friday, mm-hmm. uh, patios will be open. They expect it because it's opened up everywhere else in Ontario. Well, yeah, yeah so they're, they're holding back, everything but Toronto. The most, Toronto. The most well, even up north, is, they, were, they were all open, those patios. Oh, York Region's open this Friday. Friday, so I mean, I'm just confused on it. I think the patio is going to start up, and then they're going to kind of just let people. Yeah, but how does that? Slowly. How does that? I don't know why the patio is any different from being inside with the same amount of people. <laughs> Straight up, I have no and idea. What happens when it rains? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> everyone, everyone just got to leave. Everyone, no, everyone has to go inside, so they're allowing you to use the inside if it rains. What? Yeah. This is so ridiculous. if it rains, you can go. You can move inside. So make it rain. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> let's make it rain. <laughs> EFS this Friday make it rain Tony Monaco just open up every time every time you see that it's gonna rain open up your patio that's it cause that's then you it. can open up the inside that's um, unreal okay so what, what about like someone that's maybe in promoting right now and they're thinking about opening up a club what kind of advice would you have for them or yeah, even I'm, not just club anything hospitality really cause yeah, restaurants I mean, just, look it's be careful don't jump into it because I see a lot of people make sure you're working with you have a great partnership because it's hard to do by yourself and there has to be a true synergy right like one plus one equals three not one plus one equals two with two people coming together they ultimately create something even more special or magical of I course mean, I don't want to sound too cliche here but you know whatever the case may be in that sense but you know because other, otherwise you don't need the, you need to have 
complementary partnerships really to create that synergy right because if i can do what you do i don't need you or if you can do what i like you know of vice course. versa it's not really it's necessary space. exactly so yeah. Partner up with people that that will bring something to the table. It's important. I'm very very fortunate. All my partners, all my businesses, they're you know they all bring something to the table, and we we don't really have that issue. Uh, but that could be a potential headache down the road. So choose your partners wisely. Uh, make sure you do your research before jumping into things because it's really easy to just say, hey, yeah, let's go open up a place over there. Well, is there a demographic for it? Is there a need for it? Is there a demand for it? Uh, calculate what your costs are. Really get really into the numbers. I think that's a big thing. A lot of people don't realize how much money beforehand. Yeah. Like you got to do it beforehand. Yeah, not, before, like after. not after you've already signed. Oh, shit. You yeah, know, like, oh, that's shit, what insurance is? Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so wow, there's these kind of taxes? Yeah. Yeah, these are all yeah. real things yeah. and I'm guilty of it too you know there's been instances it's, it's a learning, learning. learning. Yeah. exactly exactly and then from there it's just you know make sure you invest into marketing make sure you hire neighborhood to do your social media <laughs> this is not a all your marketing this is not a paid advertisement uh, <laughs> swear to god Sacco, 200 bucks coming your way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Slide um, under the table. Yeah, no, because you know what? I, I, I talk to a lot of promoters and stuff like that, and I think the first thing they they say when they, they get into the world of promotions, they're just like, I want to have my own club, right? But they don't know all the stuff that comes with that, right? Um, so I guess a, a big part of it is kind of doing it and learning it at the and same don't time. Be, be smart and don't, and don't be cheap, really. Like, you got to be able to reinvest. I mean, the biggest thing that I learned, the reason why I feel like I became most successful, one of the reasons while I was promoting is I used to make money, but then I used to go out and spend all that money that I made. Even I, I used to go to other party parties that yeah. I wasn't throwing yeah. and just, you know, buying money. bottles yeah. or buying drinks and making sure everyone was having a good time. It wasn't my party, but I felt like it was my party. Of you course, know what I mean? Yeah. Meet the doorman, grease him, whatever. I used yeah. to take. Pa- protein bars for them yeah. before you know just to get some form my buddy worked at GNC Ooh, and he yeah. used to he used to get deals so he used to go there and have a box of protein bars so we could skip the line imagine you tried to do that to, in today's day yeah. bring some protein bars to Barry yo bro so here, take, take two of these bro just you can let me in bro it's fucking cliff bars yeah. I wasn't cliff it's better than that so that's the important thing and I, I see you know even now like you know promoters are really like they'll go to another party and they'll just stand there waiting for something free yeah. or whatever it is guys yeah. you gotta invest reinvest yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean yeah. and don't get me wrong a lot of them do do it but some of them don't and yeah. you know at the end I think it's about what you're trying to get out of promoting when yeah. you make that decision right because yeah. like even me like I, sometimes I would just be like yo you know what Sako don't even, don't even pay me just give me more bottles yeah. Which right? is, and 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 why did a you do that? A normal promoter would be like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. You're not going to get paid. But why did you do that? Because you want to make sure your people had a great time. Of course, right? so that the next time and the next time and the next time the trust keeps exactly. building, right? So I guess it's all about perspective about where you're trying to go, right? But it's a, it's a learning experience for sure. Um, I mean, uh, like, <laughs> like no, no, for, I, I for me, like, there's, there, I, have, I have some questions here about the clubs and stuff like that. We got into it a lot about clubs. Um, I just want to hear more about like your your experiences with these different brands that you've had even like the 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 event you have in vegas like how did that come about and like how like because people might look at you and be like how the how the fuck did you get an event in vegas how does that even make sense i used to so i used to throw parties in cancun so before vegas so that was that was so much fun you know uh i went there on a trip once with another group, yeah. another promoter, which I won't say who it is because he's like 90. Yeah. <laughs> and he's still promoting. Anyways, uh, nice guy. Don't get me wrong. But anyways, <laughs> let's, let's move on past that. So we were, uh, went, went down with him. At the time, met a promoter in Cancun 
this wasn't there was no parties being thrown in uh, in Cancun so it was like you know what like you know come to this club figure it out so I used to gather everyone this is, it's just my character again like even when we do like family trips or friends trips I'm the one like a group of 10 guys we you're, go, you're I'm organizing the organizer it, yeah, this yeah. club this <laughs> restaurant I love restaurants yeah. love restaurants um, uh, this hotel this 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 like I'm, yeah. the, I'm the schedule guy right like I just that's just my personality that I like being organized in that sense and knowing what I'm doing at every you know 1 o'clock 3 o'clock 5 o'clock 7 o'clock it's yeah. a little bit OCD but yeah. whatever <laughs> Um, so we were there so we were organizing people bringing them to the clubs and then we found out this guy was making money off us I'm like damn this guy's making money why, why do I need this guy let me yeah, see yeah. if I can figure out a way to uh, to do it myself so I got back called the guy that was the main or- the other organizer that was also not making money or maybe he was and just not telling me but I don't think he was because he was upset when he found out the other guy was making cash and I'm like, you want to do this together? He goes, no, I don't need you. I'll do it myself, blah, blah, blah. Because he was getting like free trips at the time. You know, you get 10 guys, you get sure. one free, whatever. Yeah. So I started cold calling uh, different agencies and seeing who's going to... Oh, yeah? Yeah, who will like hook me up and yeah. do something, right? So I found this guy in Ottawa. Um, he says, I'll do the same thing with you. Came down first year, brought 150 people. Holy fuck. Um, 150 people. And good-looking people, let me tell you that. This is, sorry, this is to Cancun. To Cancun. Oh, wow. shit, okay. And everyone was like... All the clubs were like dying to let us in, paying yeah. us good money. So now all of a sudden this became a business, created a brand. Sure. What was it called? Exit to Cancun. Exit to Cancun. Yeah. Wow. So because so, we wow. were like exit two, because then I, the idea was, and I knew nothing, right? It was just like this is like eighteen years ago. Mm-hmm. It was like exit two cancun.com and it was like exit to vegas exit yeah. to whatever Miami, like whatever. There was the sure. idea there was a there was a logic Expansion. to it yeah, right yeah. it was about scaling it out eventually so we did it it evolved and then um what as we got older we kept doing that but as we got older our friends didn't want to go to cancun anymore yeah. and naturally the evolution is you know the vegas. cancun of adults is uh vegas. for adults is vegas yeah. yeah so came together with a bunch of groups in toronto different promoters that's how that started um and you know a, a bunch of promoters we created this brand we called it exodus mm-hmm. and that evolved like i said from one trip a year to four trips a year now we're creating a second brand specific called the drip desert drip Damn. So that's not even out yet. You're the first one to hear about okay. it. So that's going to be our first on NBA, yeah, NBA podcast. You heard it. That's going to be our our hip hop weekend. Okay, because nice. Exodus is more all EDM house, focused. Because yeah, I mean, all clubs in Vegas of are course. generally EDM focused. So this is this is a this will be starting in 2021. 2021. Same concept. Same concept, but in Vegas, mm-hmm. hip hop focused. Though. Mm-hmm. Cool. So a different no. demographic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, comes our we invest heavily into our digital marketing. Um, into our social media, uh, those are our main driving forces, and obviously making sure that people are having a good time. Yeah, right? yeah, like yeah. What our offering is very unique. You buy a wristband, shameless plug here, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we sell we sell your wristband. You know, anywhere between fifty and hundred fifty bucks, depending on when you buy it, how many you buy, etc. Let's just say, sure. and you literally don't have to wait in line. You don't have to pay cover, and you walk right in to the busiest clubs on the busiest nights. So whether it wow. be Tiesto, like people will be out there, you know, Tiesto's huge in Vegas, yeah. Tiesto, Calvin Harris, yeah. David Guetta, whatever the case may be, you know, they're paying 200, 250 bucks, uh, chain smokers. Uh, these are all, you know, shows huge, that, that yeah. are in our lineup. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I mean, normal cover just to get into yeah, one of those. Like 50, any, it ranges. Like you, yeah. if you buy an advance, it's like fifty bucks. If you buy it at the door, it's like two hundred fifty bucks. With or if ours, you just show up, you're paying less for the whole weekend, and you yeah. just walk right in. You don't have to wait in line. And never mind if you show up with a group of ten guys. You know how Vegas is. You're not getting in unless the problem is I don't know how Vegas is. That's, that's my, that's, that's that's my, my problem, problem too. That's Anyways, my problem. I got three too. wristbands with your name on it. <laughs> Done. Let's do it. So, so they buy. They can just get a wristband and give, gives them all the kind of club access. Do you offer them like bottle service as well and stuff? Yeah, it's an additional want? option if they yeah. want. In Cancun it was different, right? Cancun, you, you don't we, really need. Bottles, it was the same right? idea. We sold it was like two hundred and ten bucks. Got you into the seven parties a week. Uh, there was no real day parties at the time. That's you know now it's evolved as of well. Course. Cancun's evolved. I've been there a couple of times since, but uh, in Cancun it was all inclusive in terms of drinking as well. Whereas in Vegas it's not. Yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah, you yeah. sell your leg to buy a bottle, but yeah. yeah. Come on, it's not cheap. Yeah, yeah. Toronto, we're very fortunate with bottles cost. I mean, you're talking people about are fucking cheap here. They're like, oh, 220 bucks, 220 yeah, okay. bucks. You can't even get a drink. Yeah, it's from Vegas. It's insane. Water. Yeah. Okay, so I got to come with you. <laughs> yeah. So they can they get like hotels and stuff yeah, like that yeah. too. So like we have, a, we have a full service on our website. ExodusLasVegas.com. Okay, nice, there you go. Um, and you can literally buy the entire trip. We have different uh, kind of other options shows attractions things of that nature activities that you can also purchase but that's not really our driving force I mean the clubs yeah is really the big piece and, yeah the pool part everything else is just additions and, and bonuses exactly nice okay oh, um, I got I got another question when you're smiling which means <laughs> I don't know if you're throwing me on the bus or what's going to no, happen no 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 I just wanted to ask you if there was anyone uh, <clears throat> while you were growing up or not even growing up just kind of doing all these things with different venues that you looked up to um whether you actually knew them or it was someone that you didn't know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, again, there was no social media as much, so I didn't really have that ex- opportunity to really see whether it be you know someone in Miami yeah. or whatever the case may be. But there was two people in Toronto that we worked quite closely. The, their brand was called ZRF. Okay. Uh, it was Zark, Ralph, and Friends. Um, they were kind of, you know, I, I looked up to them in the sense that they were able to go from promoters to ownership themselves. Mm-hmm. And that, and we had a lot in common. So we used to, as they started moving more into or, or, towards ownership, they started bringing us more and more onto their venues to promote their venues. They used to own Century Room, which became Everly. Yeah. They owned Kiwi, which became Portland Variety, which is now Ruby Soho. That's how old I am, just going back and back, <laughs> right? But they used to throw the, like, you know, the most legendary parties. You yeah. know, every, week, every day of the week, they had the party to go to. Wow. And ultimately, when we turned our brand into, when we created our brand, our promotion brand, which was Dynamite Events. Um, wow, kinda, solid name. Yeah, I remember that. I remember you had Dynamite. So that was Oleg's name. That's what okay. he, So he was yeah. Dynamite Parties. We became or Dynamite something. Okay. We became Dynamite Events. And it was the same thing. Any day of the week, if you wanted to go, we had the party. So you were, you were going seven days a week? Some There were some times that we were seven days. Sometimes we, we had even more. Some, we were doing like two parties on a Saturday. You do like the and we had literally like promote like it doesn't really exist anymore but we had like 10 promoters everyone had their own business cards like it was a business yeah, you know yeah I mean? it's like, different nowadays everyone's like their own and we, no, there was no per head deal so yeah. we got a flat rate from the club and we used to pay every promoter whether it be 150 200 I mean depending on how they did as well right like sure. but it wasn't easily trackable like it is now like Mr. Black the app where you can track yeah. everything but <laughs> But before it was just kind of like, oh, you know, you had to kind of had to take the word. Yeah, how many people did he do? Yeah, yeah okay. whatever. You 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 shouted out all your brands. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't but, that what this is hundred percent. We should just put commercials. Yeah. Sackles own commercials. I can get a t-shirt with all the models. <laughs> <laughs> Start it up. Yeah, I mean, 
I guess it's true. Like, I mean, those guys, I've even heard of those guys. I don't know them personally, but I know that they were doing a lot in the industry before. I don't know what they're doing now. Uh, yeah, they, probably, they had Maison. I'm sure you remember Maison. Maison, yeah. So Unreal, they, yeah. yeah. They, they have uh, Blowfish. Blowfish, Hamam Spa. I mean, they've had different things that they've dabbled into. Yeah. Now they've evolved <clears> into different things. So you were working with them and you're like, if these guys are doing it, we could do it too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, you know, looked up to them. They were stylish guys. Well, one of them was stylish, the other one. <laughs> but, you know, like, he's stylish in his own way. But they, they had yeah. their own brands. They, you know, they were they were cool. They were naturally cool. They didn't weren't trying to be cool. And that yeah. was quite, what attracted me most to that kind of lifestyle, right? Like, yeah. you know, these guys are not trying to be someone that they're not. This they're is just being genuine. Are, right? And you saw all the perks that came along with it as well. And I yeah. was like, you know, that's... That was cool. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I have no problem saying I admired someone, you know, to what they did and no, what they grew, it. and how they grew it. their business, you know. So they, we were compared to them a lot. We were like yeah. the younger versions of them and then we kind of took over when they kind of obviously eventually uh, got out of the industry and got out completely into ownership. So what, what, like now, what do you think um, like promoter, promotions or from a promoter standpoint, what does that look like now going into the, the, the new normal? I mean, there's still going to be a necessity because like anything else, it's a way of getting the word out, right? There's only so much you can do through your own social channels for sure. or your own marketing network. So you're still, there's always going to be a need for that, right? But my question is like, okay, if, if your venue has to get chopped in half in terms of how many people can be in there, you know, how can you then afford to pay a promoter, A, and if you can, can you pay them what you were paying them before? Yeah, no, no. most likely we can't. Yeah, like, and that's what I'm saying, right? But so you're limited. That? They're limited in terms of what they get paid too, because a lot of them were on per heads. Sure. So if your capacity went from 500 to 250, I mean, technically you can only let 250 people in. So yeah. if they were bringing in 250 before, now they're only going to be able to bring 125. Yeah. And if they bring all 250, it's great. It sucks for the next promoter. Yeah. So it might actually bring the cream to the top, as as the saying oh, goes. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. Cream so of the crop. Cream of the it, crop. No, I don't think that's what the cream saying the in this instance. I think the cream rises to the top or something. I don't know. Some, I hope something like that. Does the cream rise to the top? I hope it's we, like we cream rise to the top. Something rises. <laughs> the cream of the crop rises to the top. No, that's definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> you like that one, dude? Yeah. yeah, no, I was just, I was just curious. So naturally, those that guys episode. that bring like five people, now we're going to bring two people. and they're. Well, that's the thing. Like, we we were having this conversation with a couple guys that we know and stuff and just saying like if these clubs open and they can't even you know do half of capacity... But if you're good, think about it. If you're at half a capacity and you can go to a club that, let's say, has a capacity of 300 and you say, you know, and their capacity 150, and you're good and you can say, look, I'm going to fill up your whole club. You can now demand more technically and say, you know what, yeah, I'm going to fill this I'll be the one person to fill up. Don't worry about hiring anyone else and, yeah. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but then you as an owner, you're going to say, you can trust that guy every week to do that? Well, I mean, look, I'm not, again, because I'm still relatively young and still in the know and still go mm-hmm. out and still know a lot of these people I kind of already know who does what right you kind of sure. have that kind of understanding of this guy's talking shit or this guy's full of shit yeah, whatever yeah, fine. blah 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 because everybody has their their ball their spenders you know the, yeah. the you, spend. you know you know what it might do though it might it might actually shout get people <laughs> <laughs> shout out Drew bringing in those spenders it, what oh I'm thinking is it might God. actually get people to show up earlier yeah like people might actually because if you want to get your people in yeah you, you gotta get come early for it that's great. Better be there fucking nine forty-five. Yeah. Otherwise, someone else help. is going to be in there, and I can't get you in. Exactly. Like it's it's going to be a lot more strictly enforced. I was going to say you think there's going to be a lot more like uh, uh or health ministry of health. I, I don't know. I, I don't know when this is going to be. I mean, originally I said no chance until twenty twenty-one. I'm because of the way the numbers are are dipping now. I, I feel a lot more confident. Yeah, there's yeah. a chance that we'll be be able to reopen. Mm. Um, 
I look at other cities because that's the best way to see and how they're uh, they're kind of conforming to to the new normal. And a lot of them have started opening up bars, clubs, restaurants, right? So uh, bars and clubs specifically at this point, in yeah. this conversation. So they have started opening uh, some limited com- capacity, some without, right? So I have a question for you. This one this one might be a little uh, tough, but obviously over the last two three weeks. Um, there's been a lot of rioting and all that stuff in terms of the Black Lives Matters um, uh, whole scenario and, and, and upheaval. So a lot of clubs have taken uh, hits in terms of people coming out and trying to talk shit about this club that did this or this club that did that or whatever. So you know we won't get deep into it in terms of clubs. But did you like? Did you think that there was uh, some form of that going on? In the, in the club industry I mean, what's look, your take on it? Is, it is it systematic in the sense that it's always pre-warned you can't do this or you can't do that I mean I can only speak for the venues that I'm involved with sure. and and we don't have we don't apply any sort of that kind of logic you mm-hmm. know all of our venues are you can see are all very culturally diverse clientele so we don't necessarily yeah. have that that issue our staff even our ownership you know what yeah. I mean so it, it's it's the way that you kind of it's trickle down effect right in that hierarchy and how you you treat your staff talk to your staff employ the different type of people so it all kind of happened can I say surely that it hasn't happened somewhere or it doesn't is still not going to happen I can't say that because I'm sure yeah. it will different yeah. places I can just speak on our on our behalf and I know that's not something that we stand for or believe in yeah, um, you know you know what I think I think Toronto is, is one of the most obviously multicultural cities in the world so for sure like for sure. I think here a lot of people are 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 understanding what's going on and for like for me like I, I've always grown up with so many different people around me you know different cultures and stuff like yeah. that so for for me it's like it's not a big like what's what's happening is a big deal but I've never looked at it that way because I've never thought that way you know but it's a real thing. No, no, I think you're right. I think yeah. in Toronto, it's uh, we're not we're not shocked by it because we understand that it does happen. I think, and and I might get blasted. I think it's a little bit less in Canada than it is in the states. Like I would I would think that it's worse in the states, but well, obviously there well, yeah. are things that happen here. And and, and that's for sure, we're way more said. liberal. We're way more liberal country than right. The but uh, I guess yeah, even even from from an outside perspective, I was even surprised because. I guess the way we were brought up in Toronto wasn't really the the way that we thought, right? Uh, I was never brought up in a, in a racist or, or a, you know, a, a weird way in that sense. It was always just like, yeah, everyone, there's white but people, there's black life, people. Like it sucks. No, no, yeah. it, we need to change it. It's right? real. No, no, it's real, and it needs change. I just think for a lot of people, they're looking at it and saying, I mean, I have black friends, I have white friends, I have Chinese friends, I have Spanish friends, I have every type of, you know, so. And they're just like, how is this even still going on? How are people like, still? Crazy. How are people still doing yeah, this? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. How are like, people still doing? Like, how does somebody actually like you know? Again, not getting too much into the politics of it, but like, how does someone actually think that they're better than the next person because yeah. of like, their I'm, skin? I'm it's looking like, at the stuff insane. going on in the states, and it's like it. it I you, can't even. It, it feels like a movie. Like, yeah, it feels like I'm, we're watching a movie. Yeah, like you don't believe. Like what? Like, yeah. like a, a cop actually said that, or did that, or this yeah. random person is walking around saying what? And the more like there's a lot of other things like you know Netflix now that we've been home and just yeah. Netflix and chilling all the time yeah, yeah like yeah. there's so much there's so many documentaries out there's so many amazing things uh, and you just watch and you're like what the hell is going on you know what I mean like you gotta educate yourself yeah, right? yeah. and that's and that's the good to. thing is that we obviously have the I watched the that one with Jay Z Jay Z produced it's called Time. It's about the I've kid. seen it I haven't watched it I've yeah seen so it, the kid there. was in jail for stealing a backpack. 
you know, he was accused of stealing a backpack. He was in jail for like three years. And he just never got his day in court. They just kept postponing, postponing, postponing. And I think 300 of the days, so almost a year, he was at six, he was 16 when he went to jail. They were in solitary confinement. So imagine being in a box with, uh, you can't see anybody can't or whatever. Can't do nothing. You can't, can't do talk to anyone. Fucks with 16, your head. Yeah. You know, a kid tried to commit suicide multiple times or whatever the case may be. Like it's wow. just, you know. There's so much stuff we don't know yeah. out there, right? So the, I think it's best everyone just educates themselves as much as possible. Watch the news. Watch different things, right? Because like, there's so many dis- different perspectives. You could watch one Yeah, have news one channel, perspective and then the next one is completely one perspective, different. Exactly, right? So I think younger generations understand that, though, because we grew up online and we see all these different things happening. So we don't have that one perspective. But some, like, like my parents, for example, they, they watch one channel and now they believe everything that channel my says. My mom is the same way. She'll come to me. She's like... You gotta have Tylenol. This is when COVID first started. You gotta have Tylenol every day. I'm like, what? I read that if you have Tylenol, you won't get you won't get COVID. Yeah. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, you, can't, you can't use Advil. Or now. drink lemons. So it was yeah. like she was like the house was full of lemons and Advil yeah. every, and Tylenol everywhere. <laughs> When, when I see something on one platform, amazing, I'd be yeah. in the shower. She'd be standing there with a glass of lemon and, <laughs> and a Tylenol. That's amazing. No, I mean, I, when I see one thing on one platform, like you take it with a grain of salt because you go onto another platform or another media outlet and it's just like the complete opposite's going on, right? And they're both real. They're both real, right? So, yeah, man, it's a messed up time. I think that we got a lot to learn and a lot to change here in Toronto too. Yeah, uh, the, state, the state's got to fucking change everything, but... Um, yeah. They got. They just got. Like, yeah, they need a just, rebrand. Yeah, yeah. The state's they, gonna need they need a to come to the neighborhood for a new rebrand. <laughs> yeah, 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 but I don't even know if we can help them. Um, no, we could do help them. One hundred percent. Don't ever say that. Don't ever say that. We can, can we do, edit we can that do. part out, please. <laughs> um, chop it. Bring it back. No, but I. Yeah, I mean, look, we're we're in a weird place with COVID and and obviously the the, the Black Lives Matters thing that's going on right now and, and trying to educate people and and upheave the bullshit that's happening. Um, so I think it's a good time now to uh, reinvest in yourself as a person, and that means educating yourself and taking more time to learn things uh, all across the board. And, and then from a business standpoint, to set yourself up for uh, post-COVID, whenever that is. Hopefully that's soon. Yeah. yeah. And as a business, educate your, your staff and, and have that culture where there's, there's no racism at all, you know? Um, yeah. I think that that's an important thing as a business owner too, to kind of relay that to everyone that you're connected to and, and portray that as a brand too, right? So um, I think a lot of businesses are now starting to do it. Hopefully it's for the right intention, not just to do it, right? But you never know. Um, you can't really complain at this point as, as long as people are supporting we were called more out. than they were before. We were called out a couple of times oh, like yeah, saying got- people were like, oh, is this something like, because we've been... You know, active socially talking about it with different yeah. you know fundraisers and whatnot. Things are going on. And people literally ask: Is this something? Is just a one-time thing, or is this something that you're planning on doing yeah. long-term? And yeah. I understand where people are coming from. That's a question, valid yeah. question to ask, right? Because you know, a lot of people are just doing it to for the because you know it's, it's on, on trend. trend. Yeah. Exactly, of course. and especially so. as a brand that has that kind of influence over people, and people are looking to to brands to make that change and kind of. Well, look, the the the, the first thing is this: obviously, a lot of brands are doing this stuff. We're hoping that it's not just to, you know that it's on trend, but I think obviously the beyond that, the biggest thing you can do is change as a 
as a person and act properly as a person. Well, that's the whole point, right? Isn't yeah. that the whole point of a protest or people speaking yeah. and everyone, you know, posting this on? So if you can change one person, then you've got something. It's good a trickle effect, happened, yeah. too. You know? Yeah, like, it's, and a it'll, it'll, it's not going to happen overnight because yeah. this is years and years and years of, of yeah, yeah, of, 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 this of a way of life, yeah. right? If you want to call it that. And as we get older, like you know, I I, I want to pass down to my children that that this is you know everyone is equal, yeah. everyone is the same, yeah. and if they're not hearing anything and they won't know any different right yeah. to them they're, they're born that way it's just it is what it is if it's yep. black white brown yellow yeah, purple yeah. pink whatever the case mm-hmm. may be i mean it, that's just another person yeah there was there was something i saw again going back to instagram because i see everything on instagram yeah, but you know it was a dad he brought his kid in there was four pictures on the screen he goes what do you see different in these four pictures this, yeah, yeah. right and he, the kid couldn't identify anything different and it was a black kid and a white kid and he was testing just to see yeah. if you at any point was going to say yeah that kid is black but it was yeah. just that kid smiling that kid sad yeah. that kid's this that kid's Red that t-shirt, black t-shirt yeah. and not one time did he say and that was like you know that resonated with me to like you know what I aspire to be that yeah. way for my children to grow up that way yeah. to be mm-hmm. able to see you know it all comes when they're younger in the, and, in the experience. And it's not a matter of not being able to identify that that person's black, white, and next. I mean, that, that's kind of silly, too. You shouldn't be able to see that that person's yeah. black. But just because they're black it doesn't make them any different. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because everyone's like, oh, you know, like, I don't see color or whatever. Well, no, you should see that this, yeah. this person is black, yeah. this person is white, whatever. They that have different be, but, cultures. They have different... But, but it shouldn't matter. Yeah, no. And, and, it's our, and I think it's our responsibility as business owners uh, who employ people you know to, to keep that and even as a parent like that you brought up that's that's huge because i think that the youth especially kids and and fucking babies like they, they got to be the ones that are brought up properly right the world is fucked up right now well, that, so that's they have the a only chance way we'll see change they that's have the only a way chance, we'll see right? change is that the youth is is, is is brought up with that with that mindset right but yeah. Yeah, where we at our one hour we think in your voice. I think uh, we got to bring Sako back with Alec next time. Yeah, I'm yeah. back. 100%. We're going to bring you back for season two. Just letting you know now. Bring no us problem. to Vegas. I didn't even wristbands. know we had seasons, but hey. Bring us, bring us some wristbands for Vegas. When do you stop? Season come to an end at some point? <laughs> the thing is, we're, we're launching one every week, so it's really never an end. Next, We'll just say next month. <laughs> we'll have you back here with Alec. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just want to say thanks for coming out. I mean, this is going to be crazy. A lot of first podcast, yeah, yeah. Podcast. I think a lot, a lot of people, a lot of people are going to be very happy to to see that we did a podcast with you and and to hear what you have to say because we just want royalties if making money. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you put in like twenty ads in <laughs> in here already. So, um, yeah, I mean, pumped to have you and and I think a lot of people know you, but not enough people know your whole story and, and the stuff. I forgot anything. Hold on, let me see <laughs> yeah, if I forgot any brands, any brands. <laughs> any Shout out before because before I get shit on for him, um, my partner saying, "Why the hell did you not you bring this up?" I'm trying to think for you too. Uh, I think we got it all. It takes us an hour to go through them. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Anders at the Masonic Temple. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's an inside we, joke. We revived that. Of course, we of course, good. we of did course. revive that. That was a fucking good party. Yeah. But, um, all well, right. On that note. Sako, appreciate you coming Thanks out. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, it'll, it'll be Keep good. Keep up the great work. Yes, yes, thank you. And we'll have you back with Alec. We need to do that 100%. Yeah. But, uh, We're going to need more than an hour for that one. <laughs> Guaranteed, Dean. Gear Dean, up for that one. Take a day off, Dean. But uh, on that note, we are out. Peace. <laughs>